Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with D&D? Yeah, you know Who's down with D&D? Yeah, you know me. Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. I'm down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with D&D? Welcome to Down With D&D. I'm Sean Merwin, and today our co-host is none other than Latia Bryant, Community Manager for the D&D Adventures League, rivals of Waterdeep Streamer, an amazing ambassador for the game. Thank uh, Latia, you. thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I, I've been working my way through the Adventures League admins, <laughs> and you are one of the most recent ones. Yeah. And so it was about time. (laughs) But I like to ask all my co-hosts a certain question, which is, uh, what's your history with D&D? When did you start? And why do you keep playing? Well, um, D&D first entered my life um, at the end of high school. So a little, little, almost 15 years ago. Okay. Um, We used to, before I ever played D&D, we used... 3.5 3.5 character building to kind of inform characters and stories that we were writing. Nice. So um, I built a whole lot of characters that way, but I didn't even, I didn't actually get to play until a couple years later when my best friend's brother ran a little one shot for us mm-hmm. um, that has kind of gone down in the annals of my D&D history because I played a human who was very bad at everything. <laughs> um and uh, got herself into a lot of trouble before she realized that she had torches and could use those to see as opposed to fumbling around. <laughs> ah, walking through the dark. Well, it sounds like the DM may have, may have uh, led you down a, a dark path there, if you, if you don't mind the, the pun. <laughs> uh, that you know, might have been able to say, you know, by the way, you have torches. But. Yeah, but we were all having fun. And That's good. The, the realization at the end was probably a very, a very good payoff for everybody mm. else. True. Um, I was a little mad, but it was more at myself than anything. So, so you, you were the cautionary tale there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm interested in, in using D and D to create the characters that you would use in stories. So were you, was this like for a class or was this just something you did for fun? No, uh, it, it the, was the storytelling. Yeah, no, it was something that, that we all did for fun. Um, I did, I wrote a lot in, in high school. Um, and when my friends introduced D&D to me, we all had, as, as many uh, teens will do, we'll all have characters that are based on ourselves and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, we used the stats to kind of inform kind of what we wanted ourselves to be. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so yeah, my, my, for example, like my, my character at the time was, be quiet phone, my character at the time was, uh, like some, like a, a, some kind of rogue. I don't remember too much about the the 3.5 stats, but you know, some kind of rogue who could also do magic and Mm -hmm. could fly and was really cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's funny because I've been trying, I've been toying with this idea of using, D&D as as a tool for teaching non-D&D players, you know, narrative storytelling writing skills. Mm-hmm. So I'm always interested in hearing that how people come either to D&D from creative writing 
or vice versa, right? You know, go, being a creative writer and then going into D and D as part of that process. So mm-hmm. I, I love to hear about that. Um, after that, um, I kind of fell out of it for a little bit until fourth edition, mm-hmm. where I um, I joined a fourth edition campaign that was going on. This was right about at the end of fourth edition, right? Um, because once we were finished, we transitioned over to um, fifth edition uh, with Horde of the Dragon Queen, but that that group kind of fell out when I moved away. Mm-hmm. And then um, probably, yeah, it was about a year later, um, I, as many people do, came across Critical Role mm-hmm. and saw that they were playing D&D. And I was like, it's been a while since I've played D&D. I need to find D&D again. And uh, one of my local game stores was doing D&D nights. So I joined there and have been playing ever since, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So when you watched Critical Role, was that how you played when you were playing? Or was that something completely different? Was it similar? Um, it was completely different. Like, okay. absolutely completely different. Like, it wasn't even, I wasn't even watching them for D&D because what I saw of them first was, you know, like I saw like a gift set or whatever on the internet and the emotions that I saw in them as they were whatever part of the story was being represented in these these pictures was enough for me to say, okay, what is this? Mm -hmm. Oh, and they're playing D&D? Okay. Um. So yeah, I started a fifth edition campaign and then I think a year after that, um, after that campaign ended, I saw a a post on Facebook that was looking for some people to play D&D at a comic book store. Mm-hmm. And that was how I found Adventurers League. Uh-huh. Uh, that was my exposure to Adventurers League. And that I've been doing, like Adventurers League is like my life now. Yeah. <laughs> As you well, can see. I mean- <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's great. And that's a heartening story for me from someone who has been an advocate for organized play for so long. People will often say, well, I saw someone play D&D and so I went to an Adventures League game and it was terrible and I never played again or it took me 10 years to recover from that. And hearing you say that, you know, you you had experience with D&D, then you saw a critical role liked what you saw went to adventures league and still liked it is a heartening (laughs) thing for me (laughs) yeah i mean it was definitely different because um you know i'd never like as i guess as obsessively tracked things like that in adventures Mm -hmm. you know we, we track what modules we play at the time we were still tracking experience and you know you know who who got to keep the item at the end of the module like all that was fascinating to me so mm-hmm. it definitely didn't drive me away yeah uh what what was the experience like in terms of what was going on around you was it like one table or was it several tables all playing the same thing or all playing different things it was one table the comic book store was very small um okay. and it was a bunch of people that i didn't know um, I, I actually, no, I ended up bringing a friend with me. So I actually introduced a friend to D&D this way. So nice. through Adventurers League. Um, but yeah, it was just one table. The comic book store had like, you know, fantasy music going in the background and, 
That's nice. We just, we started with season one. So the content that everybody's getting right now uh, yeah. with the remote stuff, uh, we, right. we started with that. And I had a, I had a blast. It was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that usually relies or tells me that there was a good DM involved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a, a, a really good DM. Um, my, my good friend, Jake, uh, my first adventures league dm and he still dms occasionally as far as i know i haven't spoken to him in a while mm-hmm. um but uh well, it's yeah. been a few years <laughs> <laughs> well i mean no, no no it's it's uh it's more recently that we just haven't spoken it's the okay. the, the quarantine and all that stuff oh but, right 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 uh but yeah he was he was great and so what uh what kept you playing then what what kept bringing you back to the table um a a couple of things a desire to finish out the season's modules because you know season one is a is a whole is a whole I mean they're all a whole story but the season one story is one of probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. um the desire to kind of see where my character was going my first adventurous character was a shadow monk okay so uh, I'd never played a monk before mm-hmm. so seeing where that that progression was going was going to be very interesting for me mm-hmm. and um i think the people uh because the the people that i've met at that table i'm still friends with today like i met them playing D and we've done a whole lot like one of them comes with me to when we we, we do convention dming together mm-hmm. um you know we i have a i just i play D and D with all of them so it's the people at the table kind of kept me coming back as well yeah, I mean, I some of my best friends now are friends that I made through organized play. You know, mm-hmm. this was third edition, and this was living Greyhawk rather than Adventures League. But it's it's kind of the same story. You know, mm-hmm. it's you go, you meet these people, you mesh with them, and suddenly you find yourself traveling to a convention four hours away, all of you DMing and all of you sharing stories. You know, at, at the hotel room afterward, or yeah. on the trip home, and just you know some of the greatest stories and the greatest friendships come spring from D&D in that way. Mhm. Yeah, I can definitely attest to my my convention circuit, you know, as as we all as we all call it whatever conventions we decide to go to, being excited not to not just to experience the stories that the writers have created but also to see those people who we may not have seen since the last game hole con or since the last Gary con or whatever. Um, Just to see those people. uh, Take one brief second so that I can shut my window. There's a very noisy bird outside. Hey, you got to take your nature where you can get it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) hold on one second. No worries. I appreciate you, Mr. Bird, but you're really loud. Yeah. Well, my my cat is headbutting me right now, so <laughs> I, I feel you. Um, and then you're not hearing anything else on my end, are you? Oh, hi, Katie. Nope, nope, not my. Everything sounds good. Okay, perfect. Because because I have my door open a little bit because my grandmother might need me or whatever. She's um, I look after my grandma. Yeah. Nope, no, no worries. We we can we can stop and start as we need. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm ready now. Okay, so the 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 first convention that you went to then, so you know, you 
you got introduced for, through a game store, which is a, a way that a lot of people are introduced. And that, and then mm-hmm. what, what took you to a convention for the first time? So the first convention that I, um, first convention that I played at, like, so let's, let's, let's kind of break this up into player versus DM. Sounds good. We, we do a very small convention here in Chicagoland called LionCon. Um, okay. Lions Township High School puts it on um, in their corral. Um, so that was my first time doing an epic. Okay. Where, you know, everybody gets together and the tables all, part- all participate, but I'd never played D&D with that many people before. Uh-huh. And that was very interesting to me um, to kind of see how all of that came together. Yeah. My first convention as a GM was as a dungeon master was uh, Gen Con 51. Okay. Um, I was debating on going um, and it kind of cemented it when there was a, a group who was offering badges for running games. And I was like, okay, I can run some games mm-hmm. oh, because Adventurously was also my first foray into DMing in general. Right. Um, okay. So I went to Gen Con 51, ran a couple of games. Um, you know, and I was like, that wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Where else can I do this? <laughs> and then Game Hole Con. Okay. Um, Game Hole Con two years or so, uh, Game Hole Con eight, uh, 2018. Okay. Yep. Was my first full on, I am pretty much only here to run games convention. Yeah. And that, like, that bug bit me hard. <laughs> oh yeah, you know th- those experiences are either kill or cure, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just you're there and you're immersed in it, and it's exhausting, but it's exhilarating at the same time. And you get, you know, you collapse in your hotel room at the end of the day, and you're you're either I'm never going to do this again, or it's like when can when can we do this again? Yeah, and yeah. for me, it was when can we do this again, which mm-hmm. happened to be Gary Con 2019. <laughs> <laughs> So not too long. Right. <laughs> um, and from there, like, I mean, it's, I, I look forward to it so much, like just to, to get back behind the screen and to have, have people look forward to, um, you know, sitting at my table and, and giving me the privilege of running them through these adventures and, and stuff like that. It's, it's such a joy. Yeah. So when did you make that jump from player to DM? Um, probably about six months into my Adventurers League journey. So probably like mm-hmm. winter of 2017. I okay. actually looked all this stuff up before <laughs> we got together today. Um, so yeah, it'd be winter of 2017 or so. I ran Lost Mine of Fandelver for okay. our AL group on Monday nights. And um yeah, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. So was this a was this a group of experienced players or new players or a bit of both. Um okay. experienced players and new players, but our AL table at the time was only one table when for for, for the most part. So we'd have like kind of a couple of people who would rotate in and out and a couple of people who were always there. Gotcha. So what made it easier for me was having those experienced players at the table who mm. had kind of felicitated, uh, f- facilitated, felicitated, yeah. 
That's facilitated <laughs> my uh, Adventures League journey and we're kind of like, you're, you're fine, you've got this. Yeah. We're going to play characters that are going to mess with you so hard, but <laughs> you're going to have, you're going to have fun. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's so important as I'll, I'll have new DMS or people that want to DM say, you know, what do I need to know? What should I do? And one of the most important things is having players that are supportive, especially mm-hmm. those experienced players, mm-hmm. um, because they can, if, if it's a good experienced player, they, they know how to help the DM along. Mm-hmm. And if it's a, if it's a, experienced player who is is just there to destroy they they can just take the the thrill out of it um and it becomes a a, you know surviving them rather than creating with them yeah absolutely i think a, a good experienced player at the table will make a dm feel like they've they they know what they're doing yeah but they'll they'll be the 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 one that herds everybody else on that side of the table while the DM is like, Oh my God, what am I doing? And it's <laughs> yeah. not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We always, we always hear, you know, 10 tips for being a good DM or how did, you know, how to, how to be a DM. We have, we rarely hear 10 tips for being a good player. Yeah, it's true. And I feel like we need more of those. <laughs> so so your your uh, journey, as it were, through D and D and then into the Adventures League, has led you to becoming a community manager for the Adventures League. Yeah. <laughs> so so I wanted uh, to get into our main topic today. I wanted you to come on and talk about community, uh, you know, D and D community, because at this point, um, that is something that's very important to a lot of people who maybe previously were meeting in, you know, in, in person, and that might have been some of their main social uh, contact for a day mm-hmm. or for a week. Uh, and now with social distancing going on, it's even more important that we have these outlets and can communicate with each other, not just to play games, but to check in on everyone's well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, you know, you've done an incredible job in helping build community through D&D. Um, you, you wouldn't be a community manager unless you had that skill and that talent and that experience. So I just wanted you to talk about that a bit. Uh, well, for me, um, it's a, a lot of it is maintaining, especially in this time where a lot of us can't get together. A lot of it is finding ways to maintain that community and being able to continue to develop it with the tools that we have. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of us are, you know, a lot of us are, are all over social media. So having those groups where you are able to say, hey, if you like, Take for for example, I work at a board game store when I'm not community managing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a D and D Facebook group for mm-hmm. our game store that we, you know, when when we could all get out and do things, you know, weekly mm-hmm. posts about hey, these are the AL games we've got going on. We're doing a couple of one shots, you know, in a couple of weeks, and making sure that we check in with those players during this time 
mm-hmm. is what is more important than anything else. So we've just started doing our AL games over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the AL going again. We've got, uh, I mean, Zoom has been a big help getting, m- making sure that um, people can still play together. But I think just kind of making sure that those communities are maintained and letting people know that just because we can't get out and see each other face to face doesn't mean that we're not still here for each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that's so very true. Um, you know, you can, you can make a family out of your gaming group, basically. Absolutely. Uh, and that family is so important. So if, if, if people are new to D and D or maybe they know D and D, but they uh, are looking for a community or for a game, how can Adventures League help them find that? Um, Adventures League, I love because it's portable. Mm-hmm. Um, you build a character and you can take that character to any other Adventures League table across the country. If you're going out of town and you need to hop in, you know, you've got that itch and you, you don't have your normal party with you, you can hop into a game at a game store if they've got one going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd start with just checking out the website, uh, dndadventuresleague.org. We've okay. got a lot of um, articles and links to help you get started to get you the right, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? The paperwork. The, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the rules. Uh, the, thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the, the rules and, and the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then finding a store uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, or, or not even a, a store. Let's, let's kind of put this in, in the perspective of where we are now. Finding right. a group online, uh, a Discord or a forum where people are gathering up and, you know, organizing games to, uh, to play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, like my friendly local game store has an Adventures League group and we have moved online. So even if you're, you know, if you, if you usually play at your game store, call them, see, hey, could I volunteer to run some games online? But that's for people who are familiar with it. <laughs> mm, true. Uh, so ha- has there been an effort through the Adventures League and through Wizards to, to facilitate this sort of online play? Absolutely. Um, Wizards of the Coast and D&D have been putting out so much free content for people to play at home or over Zoom. Um, For example, the the first season that I mentioned, uh, the first uh, Adventures League season, they've been putting that out um, as free content over the last couple of weeks. Um, Modules like Lost Mine of Fandelver, I think... Um, Dragons of Ice Fire Peak uh, just went free on D&D Beyond, I think. I'm not sure if it's free through Wizards, but mm-hmm. um, there is a lot that is being done to facilitate playing while we cannot get out to the, to get out to the table. And so there, there's a, you can still play online and get credit for your Adventures League character um, there's no extra hurdles you have to jump through. Nope. 
it's cool. is it, if you if you knew if you knew how to track your sheet and your character and your adventures at the table, you do it the same way as you do online. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, so, where can people go other than adventuresleague.org? Where are some uh, locations that they might find a a game? Say. Uh, so there's there's Roll Twenty. There's Fantasy Grounds. Um, I think Astral Virtual Tabletop. That's a new one through um, through one bookshelf through the Drive Through RPG, I believe. Yep. Um, Discord. Um, the 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 forums like D and D Beyond forums or Twitter, even you know, <laughs> if if you hashtag D and D, hey, does anybody want to play a game? I bet you'll have at least twenty or thirty people who are like, <laughs> yes, please, let's play a game. <laughs> and and if people have questions uh, about this, what's the best way to get in touch with Adventures League folks? Um, the best way is to um, e- you can email us at community at dndadventuresleague.org if you have any questions. Um, we have our Facebook groups for both players, general Adventures League public, and DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're active on Twitter. You can ask me directly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm always willing to help out. Um, okay. The uh... If if someone say someone's a DM mm-hmm. and they've they've DM'd before for home groups, for their friends, whatever, and they're 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 wanting to go to that next level and and you know start DMing for strangers, start DMing Adventures League stuff, what advice can you give them first in terms of what they can expect? Um, it's like what are the differences between just running a home game? Um, whether it's published or not, and running for the Adventures League? Uh, the Adventures League is more, um, not, is, is a little more restricted um, in terms of what is allowed at the table and what isn't, and that's to keep everybody on an even playing level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not meant to be malicious or anything. Right. Um, you can go into it expecting... I real in in my personal opinion, it's not too much different from a home game. You know, okay. you're just you're bound by those restrictions of what you can create in terms of character and class. But right. it's a little more constraints that some of the modules are written in. Mm-hmm. Adventures League can seem a little railroady mm-hmm. um, if you're trying to achieve a goal in a certain amount of time, you know, the DM will want to push that, right. uh, that objective a little faster, yeah. but I've, it's never been anything that I've minded. Right. It's yeah. people sometimes say railroad, like it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's not. because, because it's not, it's, it's that it's getting a, it's getting a story told and the players still have agency. It's just, there, there's a scope in which the adventure is supposed to run, right? Right. And uh, so you, you, you have to be a little more cognizant of, especially if you're running, as you said, in a, in a timed fashion, that you want to get to the end of the adventure. So if 
the character wants to sit and talk with the bartender at the beginning of the adventure for four hours, then you have to know you're not going to get done. Um, right. Assuming that you have to finish in four hours. If you have 12 hours to play, you can do anything you want for that 12 hours as long as you finish the content of the four hour adventure. It's exactly true. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in terms of like paperwork and stuff, how how much is there of that in in uh, Adventures League that a DM has to worry about? Not a lot. There's the module that, you know, is presented to you that maybe if it's a two-hour mod, maybe 30 pages. If it's a four-hour mod, maybe 50 or 60, depending on how much is in it. Mm-hmm. Um everything is presented to you within that module. So you, unless it says so, you won't need to go to your monster manual for anything because the monsters are in the back of the module. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't, I mean, it helps to have the player's handbook on hand for any player questions. Mm-hmm. I always, I mean, I, I always say you should have your player's handbook on you. Um the DM's guide for any like magic magic item related questions, but most things are given to you in the module that you're running. Okay. So there isn't a lot of extra that you need. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch gears on you now, just just a hair. Um, okay. I'm I'm hoping that we get out of this lockdown, social distancing. Uh, at some point, I yeah. think we all know that it's going to go on longer than people want it to. Yeah. But at some point, hopefully, uh, you know, in a couple of years, we'll we'll get back <laughs> into the swing of things. Yeah. Uh, and and be able to play in public and meet people face to face again. Um, you have extensive experience in running in different locations, right? Running programs in different locations. You've yes. run at libraries and and schools and I, I heard you talk on dragon talk maybe a year ago almost now about different things that that you've done um if someone wanted to go to that level they wanted to start building their own little communities mm-hmm. what what tips would you have for them to do that um keep an open mind first of all these days it's ridiculously not ridiculous not ridiculously but it is easier than it used to be to get a D uh group started like if you walked into your local library and said hey i'd like to start running D on wednesday nights they'd probably say yes please mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we have a waiting list <laughs> right um but i think um definitely go into it with a plan you know, don't say, you know, it, it, it'll work a lot better for you if you say, you know, I would like to start running D&D at this board game store, library, et cetera, et cetera, on Wednesday nights for three hours, as mm-hmm. opposed to, hey, are you guys looking for anybody to run D&D? Because okay. while that answer is probably yes, it... um. It doesn't necessarily, I, 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 I won't say, it doesn't quite instill confidence. <laughs> right. 
it, it always helps to to go in with a plan because the plan can always change. But as long as you have the plan, people are reassured that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That is that what you're exactly okay. Yes, yes. Cool. It's like you know, if you say, "Hey, I want to run D and D on Wednesday nights," and the place you're going to says, "Oh no, we are doing something else Wednesday night," but what is your availability? Knowing what you know, knowing your backup plan. Mm-hmm. is also a, a good thing there. Right. Um, also, um, n- go into it with an expectation, not just for yourself, but for your prospective players. I live near an airport. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. You're um, allowed You're allowed to live near an airport. It's okay. <laughs> um, go into it with expectations for your prospective players, you know, Say, you know, I'd like to run a table of kids ages, you know, nine to 13, or I'd like to run for adults, or, you know, I'd like to run for the high schoolers. Um, also knowing what the demand is. You know, if you're in a town that has a lot of, you know, surrounding middle schools and high schools, know that you're probably going to be running for kids. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, after school programs and things like that, they're going to want the kids involved in in things like that. So um, go into it knowing what you want to do, knowing who you're, um, who you're pitching to Mm -hmm. and um, be prepared to shake things up a little bit Mm -hmm. from what you are expecting to do. Yeah. And and I, I imagine like going into a game store, you're going to have one set of pitches uh, as opposed to going into a school or going to a library. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, each of those is going to focus on a different thing with the game store. It's like, and people are going to buy dice and, mm-hmm. you know, and with the library, it's, Hey, D and D helps you, you know, your reading and your math skills. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Go, like, you know, for, for the game store, it's, and you also have to, um, consider compensation. You may be compensated. You may not be compensated. Right. If you're if you're running at a game store, you may be compensated in store credit. You know, mm-hmm. um, the library, if they deem it, you know, educational enough, they may provide a small stipend. And that's just kind of me going off of um, what I think. I don't actually know, mm-hmm. but you know, if you turn it into a a program for that school or that library or that game store um you know you may receive a uh, compensation or you might expect compensation and you know be prepared to have expectations and and things mm-hmm. in that area and be prepared to not always be happy with what you get <laughs> yeah that's it's true it's true and and a lot of that goes does go along with the planning right if if you know that this school has grants for after school programs then you could do some research in that mm-hmm. and, and see what sort of things you need to walk in with in your plan. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be like a full lesson plan that the teacher would use, but you know, right. just, just some things that if you know they have a grant that is for certain age groups and you want to pitch toward that age group. Right. You know, th- those sorts of things. Sure. Awesome. Hey, is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of this D&D community, Adventures League? Uh, anything else you want to throw out to our listeners? Um, not that I can think of. Um, check out all of the free material that 
Wizards of the Coast has put out for um, staying at home. Um, mm -hmm. I love my community. You're all wonderful people. I love you so much. I miss so many of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's rough. All the conventions that we've been missing now for the last yeah. couple of months and all the games, game days and stores and, mm -hmm. you know, and meeting online is great, you know, and it's, it's as good as we can get right now, but it's not always the same as, you know, being able to sit down after a game and have a drink or a meal with, yeah. with all your friends. So yeah, that's the sure. part that I miss. Cause my um my current gaming group we still play on monday nights same as everything mm -hmm. and you know afterward you know once the game is over and that that cool down moment happens it's not the same online as it is when we're sitting around the table yeah yeah it, it's too easy when you're at home or you know in at your desk or wherever you record or or um you know, talk to, to just slip into home mode, I think, rather than, you know, be still being kind of present in the game. Mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you no, know, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Cause when you're at, I mean, you can still do this at the table, but when you're at home, it's easy to kind of get up and walk away from it. Yeah. And be completely separate from it. Whereas, you know, if you walk away from the table to go into the kitchen to get something to drink, you're still hearing what's going on in yeah. the room where you're playing. Right. So it, there's a a bit of a, a bigger separation when you're at the computer screen. Cool. And I would normally ask you about all the writing that you've been doing, but I have a feeling you can't talk about any of that. That's correct. <laughs> but I bet there are great things on the horizon for Latia Bryant, adventure uh, creator. <laughs> um, so, to be honest with you, I haven't actually been, I haven't actually written anything recently, okay. but some things that I have written previously mm -hmm. are on the way. Sweet. But uh, yeah, that's stuff I can't talk about. But well, we, we are going to be keeping our eye out for it. How's that? I like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so thank you and i want to thank thank our patrons as well who support our show i'm going to name just a few here uh brandon barnes the old school dm randy farmer troy sandland will doyle zach goines chris constantine cindy moore eric simon and mirko Froilich. uh thank you I all for i know isn't it great they <laughs> support the show um, monetarily, which is very nice of them because that helps us pay our, you know, costs for hosting and editing and so on. Um, or if you're out there listening and you can for just a dollar a month, um, that really helps us. You become a patron at patreon.com slash MMP. And that extra dollar a month gets you special access to content from Down With D&D. We do a segment called Sneak Attack where we look at different things in the game. Um, Misdirected Mark Productions and Pandas Talking Games all send out special content if you can't help us monetarily a review would be great on whatever medium you listen whether it's you know apple podcasts or what uh itunes or whatever whatever they're calling it these days a review goes a long way for us or just talk about us on social media we appreciate that it spreads the gospel of down dnd uh latia where can find where can find people where can people find you <laughs> on social media um, I am uh, across any social media that I am on. I am at the Lady Tiefling. So T H E L A D Y 
T-I-E-F-L-I-N-G. The Lady Tiefling. I, I certainly follow you there. Uh, what, <laughs> uh, any other places where people can find you or your work? Um, so I have a couple of adventures that I wrote for uh, in, for the lead up to the most recent uh, D&D book, um, Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. I have a couple of adventures on D&D Beyond Sweet. that you can check out. Um, other than that, everything else I can't talk about. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Merwin, or you can go to our forums at forums.misdirectedmark.com. And there is a down with D&D section where you can chat with us about anything D&D related that you want. Down with D&D is a Misdirected Mark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. So, hey, Latia, uh, what are we going to do now? I think we should go kill some monsters. I agree. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. You're down with D&D. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. I'm down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with D&D?